The uh, quartet uh, from Anchorman 2. Will Ferrell, Steve Carell, Dave Koechner, Paul Rudd. Houston Oilers, Houston Oilers number one. Rain Wilson here on the Rich Eisen podcast. How are you? Is that is that the twelfth man? Have you been in that stadium? Uncanny. Your ears literally bleed. They should hand out like ear tampons. <laughs> uh, at lt underscore twenty one. Do you follow me on Twitter? Uh oh. The headsets are coming off. Let's check it out. Oh, no, you don't you do. I know you're. I know you're known for your lateral movement, but don't you leave just yet. When you spoke to the commissioner, Roger, the, Roger the goods, Goodell. When he comes down the hallway, everyone goes, "Here comes, here the comes goods. the goods, here comes right? the goods." He is Vince Vaughn. How are you, Vince? I oh. got to tell you, I did take David Wilson early in my fantasy draft. Uh-huh. Who else is on your fantasy team? I'm in an 18-man league. We call it a man's league, Rich. And, uh, <laughs> awesome! Oh my God! NFL. Completely. Screw yourself. Where's Jerry Jones? Grab the Jerry Jones did it. Houston Oilers number one. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us. I'm Richard Eisen. I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen. Hey, everybody. The Rich Eisen Podcast has returned from a uh, three-week hiatus. Welcome to the latest edition. I am your humble host, Rich Eisen, um, back in the NFL Network studios for the podcast, along with my good friends, Chris Brockman. Good to see you, sir. Hey, Rich. Happy birthday, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate that. Turn the big 4-5 on June 24th. How are you feeling? Uh, I, feel, I, feel, uh, I feel great. Did you say 25? No, 45 oh. on the 24th, Chris Got Law. You know. I appreciate that. What a new studio, Rich. I don't really know what's happening. Well, yeah, if they sound different. Do we sound different? We're going to sound a little different. This isn't as soundproof. Right. We're high quality Because the podcast studio that we've been, uh, we and everyone else in the NFL media podcast group have been broadcasting from for the last, what, year and a half, two years? Uh, Two years, yeah. Yeah? Um, that's being redone and retrofitted for, for cameras? Is that It's going to have a, a few cameras in it. There's going to be connectivity. Uh, right now, the, the building doesn't speak to the rest of the building, so they're connecting some oh. fibers. It's going to be a little more easier to get some stuff done. Are you saying that there's a, pro- a left and a right-hand problem there's in this organization, a, just, Chris Law? Is that what you're saying, just, or, or are we just talking about wires not, not connecting between one spot? And, and I don't want to get you in trouble, but I mean, I just want to make sure. You know, it's and, wired situation. We're, uh, oh, okay. I'm not even going to say the word because I never say it correct. What is it? Ambidextric. Ambidextrous. No, ambidextrous. No, no. It's not dextrous. No, it's ambidextrous. Did I add an E? You added an E. Yeah, you, added an, you were like ambidextrous. I don't know what. You definitely added a vowel. A vowel. A vowel. Or, and I just added a vowel to vowel. What is happening? Well, here's the problem. It's, it's, it's freaking freezing in this. It's so cold okay. in here. It is cold. That's the problem. It's gonna have, we're gonna have trouble talking. We are we are in the corner of the red zone studio, studio four, stage four for those keeping score at home in the NFL Network stage playbook. Rich, how long has Chris Brockman worked here? Scoring book. Um, five and a half. Uh, almost five. This will be my sixth season. Mm. So I tell Brockman, "Hey, we're recording. Can uh, when, when we need to go grab Willie and them? Can you let them know we're on stage four? I didn't know what you meant either. I've been here eleven years. <laughs> exactly. Thank oh. you. When you said Thank we're on you, stage sir. four, I I, I, I did said not to him, know. Where's stage four, <laughs> Chris? This stage that we're in, it's the Red Zone Studio stage. Yes. We are we are in House Hanson to yes. use the Game of Thrones parlance. <laughs> yes. Okay, exactly. we're in the corner. We're I guess we're in the with the northwest corner. Yes. Okay. And we are uh, freezing. It is absolutely a meat locker in here. It's probably 54 degrees. It's terrible. Okay. So we're in here. This used to be the control room 
for NFL Total Access. When we launched 11 years ago. Makes sense because it's The so door close. all the way to that's being blocked by the monitor screens that are behind Scott Hansen in studio, stage four, whatever the hell you want to call it. There used to be a, a door there that during commercial breaks of Total Access, I would walk from the stage through that door and, you know, shoot the you-know-what with the folks here and or or say what are we doing in the next segment or so they don't have to get in my ear i would just walk in and have face-to-faces with the producer and the directors i appreciate yeah, our executive producer now eric weinberger would be the the guy producing the show jennifer love who is our i guess executive director yeah um she would be directing the show and i would come in through that door into this stage that was a uh, control room until I think about five, six years ago. Yeah. So I didn't even know what the, if, if you had said the old total access control room, I would have known it. Yeah, but you said stage four. That. If you said the red zone studio, I'd have Boom. known it. I don't know that there's a number assigned. Well, they shoot some other stuff in here around the league, which is now going to be called around the, around the, uh, around the NFL. Is that breaking, is that breaking well. news? Um, yeah, like we maybe, got the rights to, to use the the, 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 the NFL shield and the, the logo. I appreciated you pausing earlier and saying yeah. the S out of me as, as opposed to swearing because the, yeah, the you've dog, got, you've dog, been poop, dog poop gate went uh, 27 or 28 uh, bleeps deep. It was a new record. Well, I'm trying to be on my best behavior, Chris, because this, you know, this, this show and this situation can go sideways at any moment in time. Any moment. So, you know, I'm just trying, I'm just trying to, to be, be on my best behavior. Bottom, yeah, it could go a side bottom at any moment. Um, so, long story short, is we're we're in a makeshift studio. We're making it work in late June. Come hell or high water, Rich, the show goes on. We are in the dead period, the dead zone on the National Football League annual calendar. This is truly when we we can sit here, even at, at the NFL home of the National Football League's media operations. We could say there's nothing going on here. Yeah, I've... there's nothing going on here. Um, this is certainly when the draft was later than ever before, and it pushed. I mean, we saw what June looked like. I think that's what the league was going for. Yep. The league wanted to have more and more OTAs go deeper into June and have more NFL news spread out through the month of June than ever before. And, you know, clearly that worked out as there were media scrums all over Manziel and there was uh, OTA news coming every which way. A lot of mini camps last week. Well, the whole situation with Marshawn Lynch. Is he going to show for training camp? Yep. Did he show here? Did he show there? They gave out the rings, the beautiful rings for the Seahawks finally. Man, those things were incredible. Well, you knew when Paul Allen's going to be. Man. I didn't Steve see him. Steve Ballmer. I mean, if Ballmer, if Ballmer can buy a, a, a an NBA team for $2 yeah. billion in cash. Yeah. You know that Paul Allen, who was there longer, you didn't founder, see the, you didn't would see be able to do that. I haven't seen him yet. It must have been when oh, I was in Austin. They are unbelievable. Be stunning. They're ridiculous. Oh. They're off the. They're stupid. My favorite was the green jewel, whatever it was. Is the eye on it's the like seat, emerald? It's got to be an emerald. It's got to be an emerald. It's the emerald city. Yeah, it's yeah. emerald city. To me, it was ridiculous. Beautiful. The, gr- the green jewel, whatever it was. I think it's got to be an emerald. It's got. Uh, it has to be right. Well, um, so you know that whole. Business has gone down, but now uh, clearly, when people were working later into May and later into June, this is the time when people go on vacation. This is the time when weddings are planned in the NFL. You know, coaches, yes. when if you're going to get married, this is the time. And vacations, actual vacations, general managers can actually go someplace. This is when 
people that work here get married also because it's the only time of year they can. They plan their babies around this well, time of year. everybody that you know still gets married every weekend because <laughs> you, you go off to a wedding. How many weddings and or bachelor parties have you gone off to in the last several weekends and weeks, Chris? Uh, in the past four weeks, I've gone to three. That's crazy. And uh, I, got, nuts. I got a the wed- one of the weddings is still coming up, and I've, pa- I've turned down two. So. You've turned down two? Yeah, they were in wow. uh, early June, late May, still kind of in busy season. I couldn't, I couldn't make it. But you've gone to—I don't understand. The, but the, you went all people, the way to Maine for one. Yeah, right? let's be, well, that, let's be that honest. Those like, people are just not as important to you. No, they're they're important. But the one That's in Maine is so. is one of my 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 best pals. I married them again. I did my second wedding while I was in Maine. Chris Long. It's kind of ridiculous. People, the man who is world renowned for talking about dogs <laughs> and airplane aisles. <laughs> Take down the time code. It was a beautiful ceremony, He's Rich. marrying people. It's a beautiful ceremony. He is marrying people. Shout out to uh, Graham if and Lauren anybody, it's, it's, it's what he says. If anybody objects to this holy matrimony, <laughs> please go d- into the aisle <laughs> and take a dive. <laughs> I actually get on all fours. I didn't even raise uh, a leg. That's the, that's his toast. Everybody, get down on all fours and raise a leg to the married couple. And the person in aisle ten, live tweet the event, please. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> We have to stop the proceedings and change rooms because somebody has pooped. Sean had uh, <laughs> one of our guests who's coming on. Sean O'Hara and Willie McGinnis are going to be joining us here on yeah, the show. When I, I was asking them their schedules earlier before they, they come on a little later, uh, Scott Hansen is hosting Total Access today, so he was there. and he, It was the first time he saw me since all this, and he was like, dude, that just blew up. And Scott's like, er, Sean's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you didn't hear? And then Scott told him the whole story, oh. and Sean was cracking yeah, that's up like, about that's it. That's like Worm not knowing the story <laughs> either. I know Worm. That was great. And by the way, uh, Worm's World Cup um, analysis has turned out to be, in, in many ways, spot on. Yeah, definitely. Where he said that uh, Team USA would have no chance to advance if it did not at least get a point from Ghana. And if they won, they'd have a better chance to get out. And the first matches of that Group G were crucial, where the U.S. beat Ghana. And Portugal got boat raced so badly by Germany that, that was the, the U.S. Thing. could lost to Germany on the tape day here and still got through because Portugal the goal differential had a, a poor goal differential. That was one of the things he got wrong. A listener at Will Gav from uh, the U.K. shot me a note uh, mm-hmm. saying you want Germany to crush Portugal, not for it to be close, because you want that goal differential. Oh, right. well, which, oh that worked out. That worked out in our favor. You guys, know, you're dialed in. Right? You guys dialed in. Oh, yeah. I, have I have watched, watched every so match. much of it. It's I've unbelievable. Every match. So good. I, I just love it. It's just, it's just, it, it really is great. Although the diving, I can't handle it. I, I can't a- handle the diving. The, the, the whole business of getting hit and then going down in a big heap and making a big deal of it for a minute and then right. getting the, getting the spray on whatever spot ails them and then come back in and run like a deer, run like a gazelle, like nothing ever happened. Well, there was one game. I forget what it was. The guy played through the contact, and it led to a goal. And it was like, why don't they all do this? Like, because they're trying to get a penalty. They're trying to get a foul. They're trying to get a free kick. All of them. The Ivory Coast. And, and, and let's be honest. Some of them are actually hurt. Sure. They might be injured. But there's some serious contact that's going when on When you saw there. Josie Altador go down for the United oh, States in the first match, did you just assume that he was kind of faking no, it? No. Because he was on a breakaway. I, I assumed I, it was over. I, yeah. I, I assumed, like, oh, my God, that's it for him, and, yeah. and, and we may not see him the rest of the tournament. Okay. No, I didn't get that. There was one guy, I forget who it was, who went down, he you know, conked heads on a header, and went down in a heap, 
And this was in one of the first matches of the tournament. Mm-hmm. And to the point where all his teammates are standing above him and furiously waving for help. Right. And I thought, oh, God, this is now finally one of those World Cup injuries that's truly serious. He gets up, and it was because he reacted in such a way, as did his teammates, that the ref was going to kick him out of the game because he had a head injury. Yeah. And the player essentially waved his finger at the ref like, no, you're not taking me out of this game. He matumboed the ref? And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Eric Winston of the Players Association tweeted out something along the lines of, it might have been him or it could have been Fujita. You know, I guess there's no concussion protocols right. in returning to a World Cup yeah, game where the player essentially told the ref, you are not yeah, taking me out of this game. You'd be and surpri- then he ran around like a deer Major after that. You'd be surprised issues. that that doesn't happen more no, often with these guys jumping up for headers on corner kicks. The elbows that go up are the worst because when they get, you know, the competitive elbows. Well, you saw head. Clint Dempsey Clint got kicked. Broke his nose. <laughs> yeah. By a kick on a header. The guy's going for the header, and his kick comes up like a rocket. His I mean, leg comes up he, like a rocket trying to kick it. Unbelievable. But, I mean, all of that, even with all of that, and the American gamesmanship, they we don't do it. Our team doesn't do it nearly as much as the rest of, of, of the World Cup field. The Europeans. Although I forget what, which player uh, took his sweet time checking in at the end of the Portugal yeah. match. Yeah. Where the the uh, official was going to give four minutes of extra time, said I got you. Yeah, add an extra minute in which Ronaldo gave the most incredible cross. That's the thing about this also that I love watching. How do you kick a ball from where Ronaldo kicked (laughs) it and and nail it into a point where it's going to hit your teammate on the forehead? In the right spot. I mean, holy and with, crap. With the velocity and the it's like a curveball, almost a pitcher, the way it How hooks. How they manipulate the ball. I love so when, when Bruce Stern came in and he made the comment uh, that football is opera. Soccer, though, is more so. Like, it is such a finesse, footwork, timing sport. It, 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 that, that, whenever, with the drama. Whenever I saw some of this, that's what I thought of. I thought of Bruce Stern's line, football is opera. And he, he had it right with football. I think it's more so the other football. I'd love to try and incorporate the language of football in the first week of our football I think coverage. You try. Where, where we say Cleveland are going with Manziel week one, right? It's uh, nil-nil out here. Yeah, you know, <laughs> refer to that, refer to the team as the, the, the city as the plural, right? And, and call the field the pitch. You've got the Browns, they call it the pitch. Equalizer. If there's a flea flicker, yeah. that's, that's cheeky. <laughs> that's cheeky. Well, if, can we get Ian if Dark somebody, on like a Sunday night get yeah, right. If somebody, if somebody has a uh, personal foul, like Ndamukong Sue does something crazy, it's a momentary bit of madness, <laughs> right? Can we do that? If they're tired. They're How, leggy. They're leggy. How long can we keep that up, do you think? <laughs> I, I think we could probably last two we, weeks you know, we no. <laughs> before people got sick of it. <laughs> we do, uh, we do a, a momentary <laughs> bit of madness a simulcast podcast with a game and we have ian dart come in and call it and I then we play guy, it as man. a podcast he is awesome oh. and i know a lot of our uk listeners are are well aware of his work for yeah. sure he has been just a pleasure i got a lot of tweets he's a he's a boxing announcer over yeah, there yeah. too and yeah. people were saying how yeah. incredible that call is yeah uh, Martin Tyler is great, too. I don't think he's doing it for ESPN this year. But. You were saying the sportsmanship, though. One thing I watched, uh, we're, we're taping this on a Thursday. USA played earlier today. Um, one thing I saw that was kind of cool, when Dempsey went down uh, late in like the 80th minute, he got another elbow to the head. Yeah. He went down. Uh, the Germans, to their credit, 
kicked the ball. They, they had the ball clear possession. They, kick they it kicked out. it out of bounds yep. to give them time to get up. Then when the U.S. got the possession because they kicked it out, the U.S. rolled it right back to the Germans and gave them possession back. And I thought that was just a cool sportsmanship moment. Like, you're playing for your life here in the World Cup, and they kick it out, we give it back. Kind of a cool little moment. Mm. But, so it's been fun watching the uh, World Cup, and yeah, congrats totally. to our, our our U.S. soccer team. Yeah. Isn't that great? How about that? Looks Italy, like we're going to get Belgium. Dude, Belgium's up one. Yeah, it, score right Italy, now in, Italy's, in yeah, Italy's out. Italy's out. Spain's out. Both of, both of them were there's, favorites. There's another big team out I'm missing. Yeah, England. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Did you so, see that? Sorry, that no, no show. Did you see that uh, that photo that that photo I tweeted out? I did see that. Uh-huh. Where it's a shot of Messi, and it says carrying Argentina, and a shot of uh, Neymar. Yeah, carrying Brazil. Carrying Brazil, and then a shot of a British Airways airplane saying carrying England. <laughs> did you come out, or did, wow. did you retweet that? I retweeted that. Oh, yeah. That's because that's I great. Come up with that, I don't want to do our our UK listeners like that. But I'm right. I did say in the whole conversation with the worm that England, they're like the Jets. The Jets, yeah. Fans just waiting. You're for just waiting for the trap door to open up, and man, did they it didn't open win a single up match, on England. Right? They were zero and three. Zero and three. A lot of tweets about that that analogy that <laughs> they loved like it over it. there. People so loved true. it. I'm not wrong. So I'm not wrong. I mean, Wayne Rooney had a header that I think oh. hit the crossbar and the post, right? Or yeah. hit the corner. Well, he almost hit it as, as he was diving in. He had three chances in that He finally match. scored at least. At least he could. He went plugs too, didn't he? Oh, yes, he definitely. Did. Him and Wes Walker. No doubt. Man. No doubt. It's a tough All right, let's get our guys in here. Uh, and as promised here uh, on our, our show, uh, two guys straight off the NFL Total Access set. Joining me, three-time Super Bowl champion, Willie McGinnis. Good to see you again, Willie. How are you, bud? I'm great, Rich. I'm here. We're having fun. We're about to have some fun. Yeah. Law, you got him up? You got him potted up, as they say in the business? Levels are good. We're in a new... I know know we already explained at the top of the show. I understand. You don't need to keep repeating it. It's just another another fallback for the latexing. Thank you. Uh, And uh, Super Bowl champion of the New York Giants, Sean O'Hara. Good to see you, sir. Thank you, Rich. Good to be seen. Are you guys... And I could see you... uh, you have uh, availed yourself of the free food outside yeah, here. Yeah, I, I never met a, a drive-by grazing that I didn't like. Well, I mean, what 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 this is for? It's a uh, it was a I guess a conference in diversity. So, um, and uh, I guess uh, who better to graze the free food for diversity than a white Irish man like yourself, Sean? So well done. <laughs> well, this very very well done. Yeah, I know we're diverse. Uh, I'm, diversifying. Everything. I'm actually black Irish. Are you really? Yes. No, just black, like uh, just I like I was black Irish. McGinnis. You're black Irish also, but a different black Irish. Just like Louis Nix, right? Yeah. These yeah. Irish chocolate. Okay. Yes. Now that we've got that well, all set. Well, black Irish is light hair. I mean, a dark hair, light eyes. I didn't know course. that. So am I Swiss? But you're Irish. You are yeah. Swiss. <laughs> <laughs> you are Swiss. Well, are you guys paying attention to the World Cup? Are you guys locked in yeah. on this? I watched one? it today. Yes. Well, not I, just. Well, listen. The uh, uh, not just one USA, thing is just that you're not just the USA, right? I mean, I watched I, Nigeria. I watched uh, Portugal. I watched the uh, Germany game uh, yesterday. I watched Ghana. Yeah, I watched a bunch of games. Okay, you got it all going. You got it all going. I don't down. have it all. I don't have. You've it all watched down. more than I. There's have, 15 but. different scenarios how they can get in and qualify. So I, I don't have it all down. Uh, yet. Apparently, everybody gets in. <laughs> Well, we are we are taping this in the midst of the final uh, group matches of the 2014 World Cup, and it's just been it's just been fascinating to me, you know. And and I know that's what everybody, the rest of the world, calls their football. 
Um, I, it, it does have me jonesing for the NFL a little bit, too. A little bit you more know, that we're on the cusp, obviously, of, of training camps opening up in about three weeks' time or about a month away. But just seeing the big pageantry, with all due respect to the NBA Finals and, and all due respect to the Stanley Cup, which was spectacular, these World Cup events have the similar sensation to yeah. me. That's as close as you can get to an NFL game. It took game. me a little while to, to sink my teeth into this World Cup, mm-hmm. pun intended. Right. Nicely but, done. But I, I will say this. The fan aspect of it, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I find myself riveted to the TV. Just, I, I mean, I, I, I now know what fans experience on Sunday mornings now. When their team is out there and, and, and they're hanging on every catch, every yard, every tackle. So your flex booked for Cutter in yeah, 2022? It's Russia first. It's Russia <laughs> first, I four mean, years from I mean, now. But this is exciting. I mean, it's well, it, and it that, really – and uh, I, But for what you're saying, I mean, there's a nationalistic aspect to this. Whole yes, countries yeah. are watching. Exactly. You know, I was explaining to my oldest son – uh, when the Ivory Coast played um, Japan in the first match of, of their tournaments, that this is a team from Africa playing a team right. from Asia in South America, and you're a five-year-old boy sitting in your house in North America, and every place I just mentioned is watching it in its entirety. Every single place yeah. is watching it in its entirety. And, and, you know, with the NFL, there is a – obviously the regions are important – the national interest in the game is something that we don't see right. in any other yeah. American sport. But we are with trying the NFL. to. I mean, this yeah. is kind of. I mean, that, that's. No, I'm talking about nationwide, coast to coast right. in America. Every yeah. town is interested in the game. It doesn't matter if you're a Tennessee Titan fan taking on Jacksonville Jaguars or not. And perhaps fantasy football has a lot to do with that. Right. But you know, it's pretty incredible. I have to be the first to admit I wasn't a big soccer fan, mm-hmm. and I just started watching it. I'm not going to watch during the regular season, but the World Cup. When you see the energy, they have some of the best celebrations. I didn't know that they celebrate. They give them time. Like, they take a time oh, the out. Colombians. They, they take a the time out. Yeah. They, they, they take a time out to let the guys celebrate. And, and the guys come off the bench <laughs> yes. to celebrate. I think, I think Belichick cool. and all that. Yeah. Don't you think Belichick could use a little Miguel Herrera in him, the coach of Mexico, <laughs> who's, like, diving around and jumping up and down with every score? Would Belichick ever – What's the most you've ever seen Belichick celebrate? He's 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 really? jumped on guys. You see a lot of fist pumping. Um, the Super Bowls, you get a lot more because it's over. You know, he, he can sure. let it all go. <laughs> he 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 doesn't have to save anything. But you know, on big plays, you catch him every now and then jumping up and down and the fist. Bump. What NFL coach would be the best? Soccer coach in Pete Carroll, Rex Ryan, Pete Carroll, and Rex Ryan. That would be phenomenal. bad either. I think so, How about yeah. Rex yeah. down there? Rex too. went. Yeah, he was at. Rex yeah. was at they, the U.S. They, Portugal they game. Him. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, he was. Yeah, and <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't you? You run with the Bulls. You might as well go to a, a World Cup. <laughs> he game. is. He goes from Pamplona to to, to, <laughs> well, to, to so Brazil. He's lost so much weight. He's blending in. Now. He is blending in there. So, what is the the number one storyline you think going into training camps, Willie? What do you got for me? Uh, let's front load. We always like front loading the interview and, and the uh, always front loading the storylines. What I, do you think? I don't know if it's the number one, but I, I can I can tell you we're going to talk about if Manziel's going to win the starting job in Cleveland. I think the quarterback situation in Cleveland versus Hoyer, all the attention he's getting, he hasn't played one down. Uh, the off the field appearances, just his, just 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 his persona, everything about him. Mm-hmm. Even at the rookie symposium, they're asking other players, well, have you met Johnny Menzel yet? He's like, no, I haven't had an opportunity to meet him. But, uh, you know, he sounds like a really good guy, and I'm going to go over and introduce myself. I'm like, oh, you guys are on the same playing field. Doesn't that mean, though, for sure, 
just even in that respect, how does Petten not give him the job? The only mm-hmm. way is if is if Manziel spits up all over himself and shows no um, no, no interest. Well, no, hold on, man. No, just night. no no interest in in nicely done, but no interest in in the professionalism side of things, which everybody has said pretty much to a man that he he does have that he well, does have that nine more than nine to five mentality right now. I think what Mike Pettin has going for him right now is the fact that Ray Farmer has already gotten in front of that, and he's basically taken control of this whole celebrity of Johnny Manziel and said, look, he's our backup quarterback, and, and you know what? We're going to make him earn everything. So the fact that it came from even above Mike, now Mike can say, all right, you know what? I don't have to, I don't have to really defend all of that right now. But even with that, Sean, I think that was a mistake. I think, Rich, when you said give him the job, I mm-hmm. think the one thing we, we have to remember as going into training camp, everybody should be, with new coaching staff, new everything, everybody should be on the even playing field. And if Johnny goes out and earns the job in training camp, in preseason, and he is the better player, mm-hmm. then I think he deserves to start. Now, I don't think you should give him anything based on his celebrity like you said, Sean. But if he goes out and he outplays Hoyer, then he deserves the job. Now, if Hoyer holds it down, he's clearly the better quarterback, then you start the better quarterback. Whoever's going to give you the best opportunity going into the season to win football games and lead your team, I think that's, that's, the, that's how it should be done. Well, what if they're even in the preseason? Who would you? You gotta go with Johnny Manziel. I'm going with the veteran. I'm going with the veteran. Why? Just because he already because of experience. Because of experience, he he's already had game experience. He's already but 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 you're not going to win a Super Bowl in Cleveland this year. You might as well get Johnny Manziel the reps and get him up to speed already. So why rush it? Because he's he's Johnny Manziel, and that town just is in desperate need of of something. Johnny falls flat for the game. Thank you. Then the hype's over. If he falls flat, then what? It's a Another, it's another run, right. it's well, another win situation. And why situation. is it okay for Blake Bortles to get a red shirt? Because he's not Johnny Manziel. And it's, and it's Jacksonville. And, and it's Jacksonville. Okay. Yes. And by what I say it's but Jacksonville, see... I mean that Jacksonville has been to the playoffs and won a playoff game. Correct? Didn't they win a playoff game? Not to come, against us. Well, no, no, to play. come visit you. <laughs> oh, yes, to come visit there. you. Yeah. They, won, yeah. they won the right to come. Nice. Get they, were, they were 14. Right? Yeah, 96. Yeah, they, they were 14 and 2. Burnett, yeah. right? they've, yeah, won, they've won Not playoff this games. Though. I think they, the Cleveland's <laughs> only been to one playoff game since coming back into existence. 2002, I was there for it. We lost to Pittsburgh. We were up 24. And you should have won that game. We were up 24 points. It was the same day that the Giants lost to the 49ers in, in San Fran. We oh, should have never crazy. lost that game. Tommy Maddox came in and shredded our defense Tommy in the second half. So you must know. Thompson. So you know the, oh, yeah. you know the mean, town. What, what they're... I, I'm, I'm pulling for Cleveland. I mean, they, they need they need this. Mm-hmm. They need Johnny Manziel to, to, to come in and, and to be everything that his hype is presenting him to be. They need it. The town needs it. I especially mean, when after, LeBron left. I was about to say, especially after LeBron teases them yeah, over the next I mean, six they, weeks. But, I mean, there's been a cloud <laughs> hanging <laughs> over. He's coming, to, he's coming back. He's that, but but, but that's, what, that's the challenge. The challenge is how do we harness all of this hype for the betterment of the team? I mean, everybody is putting all of Cleveland's hopes on Johnny Manziel's shoulders, whether it's fair or not, and I get it. But I really think that f- for the future of the Cleveland Browns, 
he should not start week one. I think that would be too soon. Keep in mind, he left as a junior, so he's still young. I mean, he's, he's – He just turned 21. He, I just I, – I think for Johnny Manziel, for his long-term growth, the best thing for him and for the Browns would be for him to not be the starter. Hype, the hype, doesn't, hype, hype doesn't win football games, and I, I agree with Sean. I was there with Brady Quinn, the whole Brady Quinn. They wanted him to be the starter. They yeah. took him late. He's an Ohio guy. He's a fan favorite. And I think the Cleveland Brown fans have learned from that experience – Yes, he has a lot of hype and a lot of celebrity and all that, but we want to. it's time for us to win football games. Who's going to give us the best chance to win football games? We love that he does all these things, and he's the social media king and all that. But like Sean said, they deserve to start winning football games. And who is better, Johnny Menzel, Brian Hoyer? Let's, 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 let's battle out on the field. I, I, love the, um, I love how you guys brought this up first. And I know there's going to be some people rolling their eyes listening to this show saying, oh, there goes Johnny Manziel again. There goes everybody talking about him again. He seeps into everything. But, he, brother, he moves the needle. Yeah. I mean, he absolutely does. There's no question about it. And and I hope he plays week one against Dick LeBeau. In Heinz Field, that would be Ooh. absolutely fantastic. Let me just say absolutely this: absolutely stupendous. Uh, it would be great for television. It would be great for theater. As it's a, fan interest. Game as interest. a player, if I'm if I'm a veteran of the Cleveland Browns, I don't want Johnny Manziel playing Week One. I listen. I came in with Eli. All right, and and I don't think Johnny Manziel is even close to having the acute the mental acuity that Eli did coming out of college. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about with Eli with Peyton and with Archie. And and Eli wasn't ready, and so I, when I look at that comparison, I say, "Wow, Eli Eli struggled when he first came in, just grasping the offense, understanding everything that's going on." And Kurt started that season out, and even when Eli came in and started, we didn't win a game until Eli's seventh and final start. Eli struggled mightily. I mean, he came in; he had a zero point zero quarterback rating against the Baltimore Ravens. So if Johnny Manziel plays against Pittsburgh Steelers and Dick LeBeau and that defense, they're bringing Mike Will Cross Dogs in the A gaps all day long, and they're going to have Johnny Manziel run ragged. He's going to be—he's going to have his tongue out. But that might be good for him because he likes to run around. So that might—no, I don't think it won't be. Look what happened to David Carr. I mean, when I was in Cleveland, Tim Couch—I came in in 2000. That was his second year, and I think his growth was stunted because he came in in '99. And they expected him to resurrect this Browns franchise, right? And they put it all on Tim Couch, and he wasn't ready for it either. And wasn't Couch and Quinn, the two guys you mentioned, chosen with the same Brandon Weed draft? Yeah. Brandon Weed. Couch was one of the Brandon Weed is one of the right. greatest players in SEC history. This isn't Couch College, or Quinn yeah, but, but or any a lot, these guys. Tim Couch listen, broke records yeah, too. Yeah, but, but there's he a lot. There's a lot of Dorsey broke records. I mean, had a great college career too. So Dorsey. It doesn't always translate into Ken Dorsey. Talking Glenn no. Dorsey, no, well, it, it, another bust from the SEC. Well, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't always resonate in the NFL. Yeah. And, and when, like Sean alluded to earlier, when you say a quarterback thrusted into that position, we had a perfect example last year with the New York Jets when Sanchez went down. We thought he would probably go in as a starter. Geno Smith had to come in, and, and he struggled. I mean, it was, it was an up-and-down season. But those 16 starts should put him on better footing this year. And the Jets and, weren't going to win the Super Bowl last year. year. And Rex Ryan still saved his job because the, the team played their asses off for him and finished 8-8 yeah. eight and eight anyway. Yeah. So that's, well, you lose that's one an issue. Of your better, you lose one of your better receivers. I think Petten should have a competition, and if it's anywhere near close, 
it's Johnny Manziel. Well, if it's even, you if it's even, he's going to get the job. If it's anywhere close, even if Hoyer's even a slight step ahead, he's just 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 saddle him up and see what he can do already. Wow. That that that's yes. Wow is correct. Well, because that, Hoyer is just is, is, is really the the question mark in this whole thing. Well, Brian Hoyer he's won playing, a few games and yeah, he did look five. good. He did look yeah. he did look good. He's coming off of an ACL injury yeah. of his own. But, and you all you guys know that Brady took a year to get back from that sort of yeah, thing. Tough. Yeah. You know, and so. Well, you know, we, we'll have to see how that thing plays. So let's let's go let's go one A then, if that's one clowny. Mm. I guess I mean is that what want, it is? You want to go right to the next the big story? Well, line. I don't I don't want to make it all about rookies. I mean, I, I think I think Peyton's going to be. I mean, Peyton's always a story. Um, that's going to be interesting. Him coming back after having the fifty five touchdown record breaking season. That the he had NFC last year. West is 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 the end all and be that, all. Too. I mean, I mean that is yeah. the power division of this league now. I know that and, and the Rams. The, I mean, the they, Ram, they, I'm curious to see what they are going to do and what they are going to look like in Arizona in year two yeah. of Arians joining this fight that is the toughest in all of football. That's the group of death well, let's right, keep of it the in NFL division. to use the, the uh, World Cup analogy right yeah, now. Let's, yeah. let's keep well, it in division. Well, let's the talk U.S. wasn't expected to come out, so maybe the unexpected comes out of the Maybe. NFC I know West. the Rams. The Ra- Listen, if Bradford can stay healthy. There you go. Right? That's but, the key. But if he can stay healthy and put up decent numbers, they have a ton of talent there. They do. I mean, a ton of offensive talent well, isn't there. This a, this is, isn't this a big year? For uh, Sam Bradford, I mean, they have to figure yeah, out what they're going to do every, with him, right? <laughs> at what, this yeah. point, time well, every year with his contract, they have to Bradford. figure out what they're going to have to do with him. This yeah. is pretty much they've done enough, in my opinion, to put guys around him. This I, is his he, last. You can't you can't use that as an excuse anymore. Yeah. He doesn't have weapons around him. Um, the defense is going to be really good. I think they've they've competed in that division the last couple of years. They've been one of the teams that really, if you look at the San Francisco 49ers, they. They have a winning record in the last two years in that division. So they just got to get over the hump outside of the division pretty much. Well, it's a big season for Bradford, too, and also uh, everyone in, in St. Louis that, that that has decided to stick with him, right? Yeah. Because they passed up on RG3 yeah. and choose any quarterback in this year's draft. They passed up on those two opportunities to replenish with a young quarterback. Yeah. But, you know, Jeff Fisher has that – I mean, and, and Lesneed has built – a. I think maybe the best defensive line in football. Yeah. Am I wrong? Yeah. One well, off. I, I think yes. that Sam Where's Bradford. One off? They, 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 you have to say, yeah, they're in the top three. Yes, they are. They were they defensive were in the top lines? three last year, and then you add in Aaron Donald. Now, right? I mean, yeah, they 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 are going to wreak havoc. So going back to Sam Bradford now with that great defense, right. I think the pressure's on him even more because he has a great defense. Alec Ogletree, I thought he, he, he really played well last year. You, and you make you know, Quinn, him next what, to, to, to James Laurinaitis. Um, Jeez. Man, I love that, them. That's, They're a fun team to watch. That, that division is brutal. Um, I'm try, imagine if – I'm trying to think what other division what, – what division plays the NFC West? I mean, to, I know the Giants go out to Seattle. Um and Dallas, that's so I think the that, NFC East does too. Yeah, the NFC, yeah, because yeah. that was that was one of the right. options for first game of the season was Dallas right. and Seattle because it would have been the the Cowboys going there and the, the Romo the, right the Romo snap and all of that sort of business. Instead, they went they went uh, fail Mary to start the season. But yeah, it's the NFC East yeah. that's going to play the NFC West yeah. this year. And holy smokes, I mean they uh, they are so good. Seattle to me should be the favorite to win. And I say it. You think I, so? Absolutely. Why not? <laughs> Their Why defense not? is unbelievable. They didn't. They, the only guy they really lost of significance is on the defensive line, right? And they're they're they're, they're NASCAR, so they get people in there all the time. Yeah, they, well, they lost bodies. Red Bryant, and they lost um, 
Clemens, too. Well, the first time you guys So So the question is, though, I mean, you take a look at their defense. Otherwise, they're untouched. Their coaching staff is untouched. Well, they lost two cornerbacks, too. They yeah. lost Brown and lost and, Thurman. Well, yeah. I mean, they lost but two guys that were that instrumental. That depth really yeah. helped them. Well, I mean, nickel, they won like, the Super Bowl without one of them. Well, Thurman played a lot. He I was, know, and he, he was, was crucial. He was crucial. That's true. So they did lose him, too. I, I think Seattle should be the favorites to win it again. Well, you should I, always be but, as the defending Super Bowl But champs, every but. year, though, no, I mean, with the Ravens coming into last season, everybody thought because they lost Bolden and they got gutted, Ray Lewis was retired, Ed Reed was gone, that the whole mojo was changed. And sure enough, we saw that was the case. Yeah. And then the year before that, you know, clear, yeah. with all due respect to the Giants, every year they win it, they went, yeah. you know, six and six before going on a run for the ages. Yeah, so they, they weren't really the one of the, the only team that you could think of in recent memory that you, you could say they should have repeated. Maybe the Packers, yeah, Packers. right? Yeah. The mm-hmm. Saints, because they went on such a great run the yeah. year before. But the the what? Why shouldn't Seattle? Here's the only Seattle, reason, the only Seattle why, could go seven and one, eight yeah. and zero at home, which means they only have to go five hundred on the road. And if San Francisco slips up at any point, that means they Seattle wins the division. I think again. San Fran is the only reason why Seattle wouldn't wouldn't I think repeat. So I agree. Do you think they did enough on offense? Do you think Seattle did enough this offseason on offense? They had a superb Super Bowl. I get it. With a bunch of guys Team. you'd never heard of. Team. Now, I think Golden Tate and, is yeah. going to be a nice addition for Detroit, but in terms of a subtraction for Seattle, I don't think that's going to happen. Well, Percy Harvin was yeah, the Percy's trump card in up. the Super Bowl. Right. Like, he made, the, he made the difference on special teams. He had a big return. Sidney Rice is and gone, too, right? Well, he's been gone, yeah. Sidney but Rice, we're he, talking, he was invisible the yeah. whole year. Baldwin and Curse were stellar yeah. in the playoffs. Yes, they were. They, they played stepped well. up. Big time. Here's the thing. Let me ask you this, Rich. When, if you compared the 49ers offense or yeah. the Seahawks offense right now, who would you take? With the addition of Steve, Stevie Johnson coming over. The 49ers, they re-signed Anquan. They got Vernon. Crabtree's going to be healthy. You would take the 49ers they just, all day. they just drafted the running Hyde. back from Ohio State, Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde. Yeah. I mean, come I, on. you got to think Frank about it. They got plenty of backs. Lattimore's still Now, the 49ers. You don't have to all gang up on it. Good Lord. The 49ers O-line is the best. They have the best O-line in the NFL right now, the 49ers. So that, that was when what, I look two at years that, ago, they drafted their two those two guys, yeah, Ayi Potty and um, uh, Alex Boone. I don't know. Man. I just think the Seattle. special teams, Seattle has an edge. I like Seattle a lot. You always have again. to give the champs an edge. You always have to give the champs an edge. They get they, they get that advantage because they are the Super Bowl I'm champs. Very, I'm their, very high and big on Seattle. Their home field advantage is truly a home field advantage. And I think, you know, Rich, you go on the road a lot with the Thursday night games, and you see, I mean, in the NFL – Seem like the home field advantage has really kind of disappeared as of lately. Yeah. But Seattle, it is absolutely an advantage to go in there and to try to come away with a victory. I mean, Arizona is the only team that, that did it last year. Well, you guys both won Super Bowls. What's that next year like? Is it is it an individual thing as to who stays hungry, or is it a team thing? Because some tough. guys get complacent, right? Or hey, yeah. you think you've made it to the top of the hill and you don't you don't do what you did the previous off season? Maybe you know Tom Coughlin had a sign up in our team meeting room that said practice and prepare as if you lost your last game. And that was kind of the mentality. And you tr- it's hard to do week in and week out. Yeah. It's even harder to do after everybody's been doing this all offseason. Yeah. Congratulations. Great job. So, yeah, that hunger aspect, the eye of the tiger. I mean, look, I'm a big Rocky fan. You know, you, you, you got the belt. You know, you win a couple of defense titles. But, you know, at some point you got to get back in the gym. you got to get hungry again. So that's definitely – that's a challenge for that for that Seattle team. And all the Rockies? That's what we're going to be facing. You're a fan of all the Rockies, every one of them? I haven't seen the latest one. Don't mean Ro- the Rocky Five got – I mean, Tommy Gunn, that, that 
that was a little bit of a stretch. The last, hit me, I'll sue. But one, <laughs> I think the, the one last through four was phenomenal. The last Rocky movie was also called Cocoon Three. I think. <laughs> I, I thought wrong? I got it mixed up with the Expendables. I didn't. I oh, didn't know yeah, which I one it was. Confused yeah. him on all those fronts. You know, I think it also depends on your on your coach. Uh, we went to a Super Bowl two thousand one. We were flying high. Got a little complacent. Didn't make the playoffs the second right. year. It was really humbling. I mean, it was it was humbling, and everybody kind of came together. The group of guys we had were special because we came together. And it was like, guys, that wasn't us. Like we we kind of took it for granted, and we went back to work. And then Belichick also took a little bit of blame and said, "I let you guys become complacent. Mm-hmm. That's my fault." So we won it again, and it seemed like we didn't win a Super Bowl. He, he I mean, when we went back into work, it was like, "Hey, you guys, that's over." Like it, it was short lived. We didn't get a chance to really. He kept us in the same mold. He kept us, you know, mentally, uh, the way we prepared, everything is like, who cares? Like, you got to keep doing it if you want to be known as one of the, you know, the great teams of, of all time. You could do it once. You know, a lot of teams can do it once. But if you guys can keep stringing them together, then you put together something special. So that clicked for us, especially when we didn't make the playoffs. You know, and, and um, the, you're still the last team to have repeated. And that's why I just think that Pete Carroll – is going to get that mentality right. He it. I think he's already gotten yeah. that mentality right. And on top of it all, I think Seattle is still going to be able to play the chip on the shoulder. You got to have the here. right guys, exactly, Rich. I, I think agree. that they're going to still that 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 Richard Sherman is still pissed off yep. that he was taken in the fifth round. That all of these guys are still pissed off that nobody thought that they could do it last year with Peyton Manning coming in. Yep. And I, I, I think I said this a couple of months ago on the podcast that one of the things we're going to realize this year is that Seattle is a national team. They're not just this, this hamlet in the Pacific Northwest with the zany fans who are really loud. That we're going to find out that that team has a national following on the, of the likes of Green Bay and Dallas and Pittsburgh. And um, we're going to learn that this year. And I, still, they're... People don't take them that seriously because they're different outside of their stadium, blah, 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 blah. And I, I, I think, think Pete's going to play that them. card. They're going to play that card. I talked to two guys, and it's interesting you say that. I talked to Tate and I talked to Russell Wilson. And these guys all feel like they were looked over. You know, not, not the high draft picks like Earl Thomas, of course, but the Russell Wilsons, the guys that was traded, Cliff Averill's. Uh, Michael Bennett, who felt like he wasn't wanted anymore in Tampa Bay. All these guys feel like they they were looked over, and mm-hmm. and, and teams kind of just said, hey, you guys are not good enough, and we're going to keep going with Russell. It was the height thing, or you, you don't fit the prototype of a quarterback. So speaking to him, he's still really hungry because he still wants to prove he can be one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game, right. not just win Super Bowls. And a guy like Tate, he just was walking around angry. I was like, oh, the, the entire team is walking around with a chip on their shoulder, like you said, Rich. And like you said, I don't think one Super Bowl is going to feed that appetite. I think they're going to want more and more and more, especially since they got a taste of it. This week, uh, Law Brockman and, and I were at a uh, premiere of, um, of, of a TV show that's coming to the Discovery Channel in July called American Muscle. It's about a gym in uh, Detroit, the Detroit area run by a fellow named Mike Barwis, who's one of the top strength coaches in the last quarter century in the collegiate level, who, uh, after Rich Rod got blown out in Michigan, Barwis decided not to go stay at a job, even though Brady Hoke wanted him to stay. Um, he didn't go anywhere except his own gym. 
and it's a it's a it's a fascinating documentary about people who come to the gym and um you know there's regular folk and then there's top-notch athletes and in the premiere episode that we saw richard sherman stopped by the gym mm. and there is a scene in this opener where they ask him what happened between you and Crabtree. Now, this thing was probably shot a good month and a half after the Super Bowl, yeah. After the Crabtree. Probably about the same, probably was late February. A couple of weeks after the Super Bowl. Because if you remember, um, yeah, yeah, it was one of the kids was getting ready for the combine, and then Sherman called day, before his right. pro day. Right. So, bottom line, though, is the fires had cooled from the field. Yeah. And. If you remember, Sherman bottled that whole story up, and so did Seattle, because they didn't want to make that part of I think I know where Super Bowl week. And he was asked about Crabtree. But he's sitting in a room with seven other athletes. Yeah. No, no, no gym instructor, no, no one else. It's just other athletes. And another guy asked him. So he's kind of in that comfort zone. But the, he's fully aware, as you know, Everybody Richard Sherman is there. fully aware there were cameras there. Exactly. And Richard Sherman fully is aware what his words mean and how, how certainly the – post-championship game and Super Bowl experiences <laughs> hammered that point home is how his words can resonate and, and how people, you know, certainly documentaries that are trying to break through on the Discovery Channel might use the scene. How convenient. I'm telling you, you're going to see it. You're going to hear it. What he said in response to Crabtree was as off the charts as it was the day he said it to Aaron Andrews and then the days subsequent. And he was still... Pissed. Yes. Pissed. Do you know why he was pissed, Rich? Did he give it? Did he, did he give it? Give you the? He full... said. He, well, he said that there was something that had gone on between the two of them prior. Prior. prior okay. He would not. He did not fill in those blanks. Okay. We heard Larry Fitzgerald's. There's layers. There was yeah. something that happened. Okay. There. Now you're on the right track. You're getting warmer. Keep, keep filling in the blanks. You got well, the blanks to fill in. Well, here? it happened. Well, what happened? It was a pool party of some sort for Larry Fitzgerald celebrity thing, and Sherman came in to this event, and he was shaking hands. He's friends with a lot of the San Francisco 49ers. He was shaking hands to some of the guys and saying what's up. So whatever had happened prior to one of the games, a little, little talk, Sherman totally forgot about it. And he went up to Crabtree. This is what I'm told from guys mm-hmm. really, really, really close to the situation. <laughs> and he was like, what's up, Crab? And crap, you know, said and, you know, certain things I can't say. Yes. Get your so-and-so hands out of my face. And he was like, dog, what's what's wrong? Like, Richard had totally forgot what took place or what he was upset about. Mm-hmm. And Crabtree continued to go on and on and on and kind of challenged him to say, I should kick your you-know-what right now. And they got going back and forth. So it started back and forth. It's like, you know what? We're at, I don't want to disrespect, you know, Larry's event. When we see each other, I'm going to beat you, you know what, on the field, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so now this game, the NFC Championship happens. I think I know mad, where this mad is beef. going. Mad now, beef. now this gives it extra context to okay. the extension of his hand to Crabtree after the game. So now it becomes the Twitter thing. Everybody's going back and forth. He's like, if I get you, give me my props. If you get me, I'm going to give you your props. So it comes down to the final play. Sherman wins the play. He goes over. Dog, it's over. We won. Give me my props. Blah, blah, blah. Good good game. Not only did he mush him, but some words came out as well. And that's when Richard Sherman lost it. And a lot of people don't know that there there were other words exchanged before 
Richard Sherman went on his rant, and it was disrespectful. And all he said was, dog, like, pretty much give me my props, good game. This whole story, and again, when you see this, this show on the Discovery, they're our good friends at Funny or Die are the producers Ju- of this oh, show. July 9th at 9 p.m. Yeah. July, July 9th. It's called American Muscle, and trust me, they'll, it's great. they're going to be smart. Funny or, die, night. Funny or Die is run by it some is. of the smartest people, oh, and the producers are smart. Discovery's people are smart. They are going to get this video out everywhere. You will see it. It's not about it. cars. It is, not, it is not, no. American muscle. It's about so actual muscle. Everybody know, it's yeah. not, it's but, not cars. Correct. So you'll see it. And this whole story is exactly why Seattle and San Francisco are going to play for our Thanksgiving night pleasure. Mm. People cannot get enough of this. That's it is awesome. truly going to be off the charts. And I cannot wait for it. And I think, see, and ah, man, that's, the, good, that's the, the question, I think, outside of the outside of the the manzelness of it all is, is <laughs> How many the NFC fouls? West. The NFC we know West. They play smart. What's going to happen smart. there? They don't, they don't get a lot of yeah, true. Yeah. What's going to happen there and can somebody else join that party? Who's going to can can everybody join that party? That's going to be fun. Oh my gosh. I want to be VIP at that party. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, apparently you're the guy to know in this town, Willie. You are, Willie. <laughs> well, you are They're not playing a game here, though. Are they? If, if there's I mean, beef in the streets, Willie knows what's up. <laughs> Willie does know what's up. Yeah, he's, well, he's all over the Bieber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is there any Bieber update for the neighborhood? Bieber's not in the neighborhood. He's anymore. gone, right? No. Keyshawn's you, you out ran, of the neighborhood too. Right? They finally Chloe. deported him. Chloe, Chloe, Kardashian. Chloe. She's, she's she's in the neighborhood. Yeah, she took over the house. She bought the that house. That could be equally dangerous. Chloe bought the Bieber house. Yes. No, she did not. Yes. Did she? We have two Kardashians. Should I know that if I watched Keeping Up with the Kardashians? Would I know that? I would know that. Yeah, you would know that. She's kind of a. What do you mean if? I don't watch that show. I, I will readily admit to you. I will readily admit to you. What the guiltiest pleasure? I, I don't have a guilty pleasure watch. I really don't. I only watch quality high-end House television sucks, programming. Man, all the time. What does? House Hunters? It's HGTV. The wife, I don't know. I'm, I watch it all the time. It's House pathetic. Hunters? It's pathetic, I know. I don't know. Wow. Yeah, I, don't have, I, I didn't I, see I, that one coming. If yeah, I had sure. the guilty pleasure, I would, I would tell you, but I just don't. 24. 24 has been great. Oh, yeah, been I've, great. I, I've, I've been total. I know that took over Twitter on Monday night. Yeah, I, it's, I it's missed been it. awesome. I've, it was I've, awesome. I've missed I'm it. too far My, behind to jump in. Yeah, yeah. I got to start. That's one of those binge viewings wow. for, for the fall when you're on all those airplanes. Yeah, well, you, just, you just download them. Thank goodness True Blood, True Blood came back. Yeah. I don't, I don't You're know. a true you blood guy? Yeah, did you see the, the I the stopped watching a couple seasons. This, I watched, our this friend, one got a little our friend, our friend, our friend Manganello got a little sookie. Yeah. 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 And the, and the opener. Yeah. Joe Manganello. We got to get him back. On the I, th- I tell you what, you want you want to get women to, to to get red in the face, you just say his name in their presence. They love Joe. Well, he 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 came on the show Lovely. and he wore the he's, deep V. He's very, uh, okay. He wore, he wore the deep, deep V, yeah. the yeah. deep yeah. V neck T-shirt. There's easily a bromance brewing. That was back when we were televised. When this show was televised. Now we're just stuck in the corner of of stage four. The red It makes sense. You have Joe on TV. Now you're on radio. You get Willie and I. We're jammed in the corner. Yeah. But my my wife makes she watches The Bachelorette or whatever you know all that stuff. So it's like you know you share. You share remotes. You share quality yeah. time. My and wife so doesn't. I, I can't. Like, I sit there, and I, I actually yell at the TV because I'm like, this is so dumb. We're now dumber. <laughs> yeah. But I have to watch <laughs> because it's, it's QT with wifey. Right. My wife does not watch those shows. So, you know, I, I don't, I'm not exposed to those, those shows at all, certainly not through my wife. What she does is she watches shows after I've watched them. 
like Breaking Bad. But you have to convince her. I did have to convince her. I did. I had to also convince her of Game of Thrones. Mm, Me too. I'm with Uh, you on that one. But she's all in on that, and she was all in on Breaking Bad. I'm sure she watched that in like two days. What Breaking Bad? Addicted to Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. She watched all I think seventy episodes in a span of like forty days. Yes. So she was. uh, It was nuts. That that that. that, I, I don't like the way it ended. I wish it could have kept going. Well, we can't. We don't want to spoil it for those who might. Yeah, turn yeah, it. I, I haven't. I haven't watched it yet. So, we Boardwalk spoiled. Empire was another one. I, I know she. I she. She is, she's still not buying that one. She still hasn't watched that one. No. The one that she's catching up right now on is uh, True Detective. Oh, I watched True Detective. She's great. catching up on That's True Detective. So I'm watching them all. That again. is a good one too. I, I it's kind of deep and dark. That's what she said. Because she didn't watch Breaking Bad to begin with because she thought it was too dark. And I'm like, if you thought Breaking Bad was too dark, True Detective makes that look like the flying nun. I decided I wanted to watch True Detective one night, and I I accidentally watched the final episode. Oh, Oh, no. By accident? Yeah. I did, it was. It had already started. I said, you know what? Uh, I you could see still this watch show. a ton of stuff. I got to go back. Even though and watch if it the, now, the, the, the big the big drama of uh, of the Yellow King gets revealed in the final episode, but you don't want to. Kids can't. Still, it's kids still can't. The journey. The journey's great. Kids can't watch. Kids can't watch. My, oh, my, my daughters get. Oh, they're Fargo ended great. Fargo, Fargo great. by the way, we haven't discussed that. I finally caught up on. If, did oh. you guys watch Fargo? No. Uh, no. Oh my lord! So good. That was incredible. Ten episodes, a miniseries based on the on the film. If you Little saw the movie, movie. Uh, but loosely, loosely based loosely on the based. film. It's just it, it, they, there is a, a, a small connection to the mil, to the movie. The 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 TV show is, however, totally reflective of the movie and the mood and the style and the writing and the directing. And it is awesome. Did Billy Bob been, Thornton was incredible. Un- Our buddy Colin Hanks was great. Colin Hanks was great. Oh, my gosh. Oh. It was really, really good. I highly recommend it. I missed it. out yeah. on that one. No, you I'm, can I'm, do, I'm a Billy iTunes. Bob fan, too. I, I oh, like he was said, great. Bad, bad oh. Santa think, one of my favorites. Think <laughs> about the best <laughs> actor category for, for the Emmys coming up this year. The best year. actor, yeah. It is going to be so loaded it's with Cranston. Cranston and Ham and Billy Bob. McConaughey. Who could win the Oscar and Emmy. Out of those four guys. Are you talking about Magic Mac? No, no, no. We're talking about <laughs> Ma- Magic, Magic Mike. Magic Mike. <laughs> yeah. No, the Dallas Vibes yes. Club. Yes, yes. Oh, the Dallas Vibes yeah. Club. The, Dallas just the Emmy category. Those yeah. four guys, how do you choose I don't know if Billy Bob, Billy Bob is going to be – I think here's what's going to happen. Gonna From what I'm like hearing, mini-series? it's going to be miniseries. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, but so is True Detective. Because I don't think – I don't. yes, because – Well, as you know, FX, not to get too industry heavy here, but FX – exploded on the scene you know a few years ago because american horror story was winning all those emmys in the miniseries category so that is their clear true tested um uh, emmy award strategy the the leading men performances out of control oh yeah absolutely Good to see you guys. Can, can I ask these yeah. two guys one question? Well, don't, I don't know if aren't they aren't you, we holding? Well, no, here? they're good. They're 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 taping after. Okay. You, you he mentioned knows our the rookie. Better than you us. mentioned the rookie symposium earlier, and that just happened in Cleveland this past week. Yeah. What was your guys' experience like at the rookie symposium? And based on how, what it is now, I don't now, remember. I don't think we had one. <laughs> you guys didn't have one. Well, like this year, we had we had on our show Brian Banks yeah. a year ago, and he told yeah. his story on our show. Mm-hmm. They had him at the rookie symposium this year. Just kind of. How can you help guys either not go bankrupt in seven, six years out of the league? What can they do different to, to protect people? What would so you guys tough. like to see? You know, there's, they're, 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 it's they, so tough. They have yeah. so many resources at these rookie symposiums and 
throughout the throughout the year. But to be totally honest with you, a lot of these guys they don't pay attention. Yeah, they don't they don't take. It's a difference they, they, between listening and hearing. Yes, they it, yeah. it's one it's in one ear and out the other one. Some of the guys do it, and, and they don't really take advantage of it until they're in the, that predicament, until they're in that situation. And if we, you know, Sean, we talk all the time about things like this. If we had all these resources and, and all these different things, I mean, you can go out and call a car in the NFL to come get you if you don't want to drive, if you think yeah. you're going to have a drink. I mean, any, anything you could think of, they have a, a phone number or they have someone you can call or you get in touch with. And very few guys, and it, it's, not, it, it's not good, you know, very few guys take advantage of it. Well, I can tell you from an undrafted guy, my rookie symposium was, was very brief. I, I didn't get it. Didn't go. <laughs> I didn't go. Right. But I was a player rep for nine years. And, and the, the, the number one reason why I became a player rep was because my third year in the league, I was in those meetings when they asked guys to sign up for a 401k. And guys were like, man, I'm not signing up for a 401k. That's $10,000. They didn't understand. You sign up for a 401k, you're, 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 you're putting $10,000 into a program that they're going to match two to one. And it, it's it's like free money, but they just didn't understand yeah. that. So I, I took on that role because I wanted to educate these guys, and I, I didn't want anybody walking out that door not knowing. Yeah. But what Willie said is there is so much out there for players, but the players have to meet them halfway. They have to take the step. You, you know, I mean, you can only take a horse to water. You can't force them to drink. Well, and that's, I, I, that's where we're our own worst enemies. And – the biggest thing that I would say about these players, and I would love to go to the rookie symposium and talk to these guys, um, but the problem is that players, there is player-on-player player crime. We see each other doing dumb stuff, and nobody calls each other on it. Well, it's also the – got to learn from yeah, mistakes. I know – I forget the offensive lineman of the, of the Eagles who duped the uh, media on Twitter with a fake – Yeah, the right tackle, 60, Lane. Yeah, no, oh, Lane Johnson? Or? No, no, no. no, no. He, he, duped, he duped the uh, media the with, with a fake $60,000 receipt, yeah. receipt yeah. because somebody did actually tweet one of those out recently and everybody in the media was up in arms about it. And Bottom line is this. I mean, if you're going to haze rookies to put them 20, 30 grand in the hole, that is player-on-player player crime in that regard. Yeah. Like, that's that yeah. to me is beyond the pale. And, again, I forget the, the name of the, the Eagles lineman. I think it was Lane Johnson. Cause no, were, Johnson wasn't the one who tweeted that no, out. He was the one that they said paid for because he was the rookie. Yeah. The, well, and the so, so the bottom line, though, is, is it's, you know, I mean, you can make fun of the media all you want, but that that is disgusting in this day and age for, for anybody to it's be spending that much money on, on yeah. a meal. And on top of it, to do it to a rookie to make him do that. But I also don't want this conversation to be viewed in any way, shape, or form that the Players Association isn't concerned about it or trying to do its best. Right. We hear so many times about the NFL and the Players Association are banging heads and banging and not getting along and what's going on with concussion lawsuits and what's going on with, you know, the uh, – um, with, with the HGH testing, blah, 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 blah. But the Rookie Symposium is truly a hand-in-glove yeah. partnership between yes. the NFL and the Players Association, which are wringing their hands over making the players who are there hear. Not listen, but hear. They have to, be, they have to, they have to hear everything and then listen and act on it. You right. know, and, and they... 
I mean, you think you think about. I've been to some of these ones, and it gets they're, really intense in there. They're, yeah, they're powerful. When they bring in the basketball player, Chris um, uh, Harris, yeah, Chris, Chris what's yeah. his name? Chris yeah. Heron. 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 Yeah. Heron. Yeah. You know, but they do everything. They, they have it's these like scared straight. They have these almost. mock skits where where they show the players what could happen to them in a bar yeah. or what now could freeze. happen. Freeze. Freeze. Right. freeze, freeze, That's during the yeah. season, though, Rich. I what mean, they, they come in during the season, but, and, and they also. But I think one of the the instrumental parts of the rookie symposium is when the players who've been through certain things, well, Chris Carter, he, Chris he Carter, or Michael Irvin, oh, Chris Carter. I mean, I've Michael Irvin, speak. he was, he was really uh, moving in, 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 in his, when he came and talked to some of the guys, one of my favorite lines I heard Chris Carter say, cause he sermonizes. He doesn't just say it. He's, he's, he's like, he's oh, like yeah. a sermon. He, he Can I get an amen? Sermonizer there. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah, he's, he's, he's intense. And, uh, he was talking about the beware of women that might not have your best interests in mind. Yeah. And he said to the crowd, he goes, if a really good-looking woman comes up to you out of nowhere in the bar or in a club or anywhere, just remember this. You're not that good-looking. <laughs> not that good. Yeah. You are not that good-looking. It didn't happen from – She knows happen. something that you don't that know. That was really yeah. – Mama, you in the Hall of Fame. That was great. <laughs> You that was great, away. what Chris Carter said. Yeah. And by the way, fellow Ohio State Buckeye, the Ohio State Buckeye, Maurice Correct, was a, was asleep in the front row. Fell asleep I think he on goes Chris back Carter now. in who the did? front who row. Claret. He goes back now to uh, the symposium. Now, I he's guess one he's of the learned, speakers. He's learned everything. He goes yeah. back yeah. and speaks. Yeah, but he was a mess, that, that yeah. rookie symposium. He was well, a mess. You know what? I mean, and that just goes to show. That like, I saw. I mean, at 22 and 23 years, years old, these kids are coming out, and they have no idea what they don't know. Well, half that room is going to have to find a new job. Half the room, on yeah. average, in the NFL. And another in four probably, years, and another four by the age guys. 26, is yeah. going to have to find another job. Just look at this, too, also. How many running backs, how many players, period, would sign for Marshall Falk's career? Every mm. last one of them. Oh, yeah. yeah, all of them. Marshall was, if I'm not mistaken, age 34 when he had to find out something else to do in his life. Yeah. 34. And he had everything. He had the fame. He had the rings. He had the respect. He had... Uh, the fortune he had it all, and he still does. And he found he's he's made a superb second act. Yeah, Strahan, Strahan, yeah. Strahan, Strahan. Right, he's thirty. He had to be when he's, he's thirty-seven. Killing. Yeah, had to find out something else to do. Yeah. Everybody yeah. has to find out something else to do. These guys, if you I play mean, in yeah, the NFL, yeah. exactly. You, you, I'm I'm obviously preaching to a choir still here. Still young men. I mean, we're still. But to have that room yeah. by age twenty-six, we'll have to figure yeah. something else to do. What right? were you doing at twenty-six, Law? I was in San Diego hanging out, Going, playing pickup hoops. Having bologna and whipped cream bar, sandwiches. Bartending and uh, working freelance production. Where, where are you at bartending at? Tommy O's? Uh, um, Cash Street, down on Cash Street there. Oh, okay. Yeah, so a uh, place called The Fishery. Nice. Yeah. Delicious. All right, guys. Enjoy Rich, Total Access. thanks access. so much, man. Sean good to see you. Thank thanks, you for being part of it. And we didn't even we'll have to talk Rutgers, Michigan. When, when should Next we time. discuss that? Next time. Would you really like to discuss that? Let, let's do it. I don't it. know if we should really. I don't know if that's going to benefit it's gonna you. It's going to be monumental. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> let's just, I, don't, I don't know if we should do that. For your sake, because I, li- I really like you. Sean O'Hara <laughs> and Willie McGinnis here on the Rich Eisen Podcast. Huh, fun chat, boys. Fun chat. Those guys are it's good to be back. It's good to be back. It's good it to be the king. Be back. We got a lot of tweets um, about uh, if we were canceled or So I was just writing back. Going on. I wrote back to people we're on a little summer break. There's summer lots break. going on. A little summer break. Exactly. There's lots going on. Well, this has been a fun show. Unfortunately, I can't feel three of my ten toes. <laughs> Unfortunately. 
It, so it, we may have to do a quick close here. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll this keep is it ridiculous. It, it, how cold it is. So I do think with next week being the uh, the Fourth of July, yeah, I'm, I'm out of pocket. Yeah, yeah. And I I, I knew that. I'm so out of pocket. We we could do a second best of. A, That's we got up to a you. Lot of you tweets. know, my mom will be here. She could fill in for, <laughs> for you. Mary, and Mary Palooza at Brockman Mary. We're gonna do a Mary Palooza 2014 hashtag if y'all want to follow. Do <laughs> you want to put your mom on the show? You can do that. Go for it. I, I mean, she'd be great. Do it. Phone her in. Phone her in. She's, she's here. She's going to be here. Oh, she's going to be here. They hang out. These two, they hang out. Got gotcha, you. Got gotcha. you. Yeah. No, she's coming a week well, in Los Angeles. If you want to hear a best of podcast, they tweet do. us, I tweet us with some I moments. Want to. Yeah, um, people loved this, the best of. Yeah, it got some good, good results. They but loved tweet, your tweet performance on the best of. They loved you two guys taking over and doing it. It was a great show. Just a couple of knuckleheads. It was a great show. If you're up for doing it again, please do it. I'd uh, love I'll it. see if I can get in the edit bay tomorrow and piece together something. I'd love it. That yeah, would be absolutely. great. I would appreciate that. That'd be great. That'd be good listening for me on the way home on uh, flight home. Who am I kidding? I'm fly with three children. <laughs> are you out of your mind? What are the Fourth of July plans? Are you- uh, I will be. Uh, I will be on the island of uh, of Nantucket. Of the Tucket. Nice. Excellent. ACK. And you're yes. sticking around here. You're going to Vegas? The, uh, my the mom's Oasis, coming, maybe? so we're going to do, uh, you know, last time she was here two years ago, we kind of did all the L.A. touristy things. So now we're going to get uh, into L.A.'s heart. She wants to go to Las Vegas, never been. So we're going to do that probably on the 5th. Take the time and go to the Hoover Dam, too. It's I'm not taking it. my mom to the Hoover Dam. It's it's 20 Dude. miles outside of Vegas. Yeah, but it's a big slab of concrete. It's pretty blocking. awesome. I mean, Your mom's never been in Las Vegas? Never. Don't don't don't, don't take her to see that's the what dam. I, that's, what I, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's take an impressive. Take her impress- to the damn dam. It is, it, it is an impressive uh, construct. Yeah. I'm sure. However. It's, it's yes. the reason we're here in Southern California, essentially. So we are going to um, see Algeria next Tuesday. Uh, Team USA will face Algeria are they going to win that group? Eastern. No, no. The group is won by. Uh, oh no, we're going to see. Yeah, Belgium we get party. Belgium. We get the we winner. We see Belgium group, yeah, yeah. and Algeria gets to see Germany next, as uh, Russia uh, can go back uh, via horseback with their shirtless leader. <laughs> well, and uh, we will see them next at the in the World Cup as the host country in 2018. Um, and you know, again, the coverage on ESPN have really enjoyed. The camera work is done, I think, uh, internationally, right? It's a yeah, pool. Yeah, it's the, it's world, like pool it's the world feed, yeah. Whoever yeah. the director is has got a roving eye. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> a roving eye. The, I really have enjoyed the, the Exmo or the Phantom cam shots with the Reacts right. is great. But you're talking about the crowd shots, obviously. Yeah, yeah they like put out so of great. the blue. It's just like, whoa, okay. Oh, yeah. The, my favorite one was, did you see the guy dressed up as Teddy Roosevelt yeah. in the Portugal USA match on Sunday? No, that's some great getups. There have been some, really, there have been some really great getups. Pretty much any time Brazil plays and they go to crowd shots, it's I just know. like... It'll yes. be interesting to see who shows up uh, uh, against Uruguay. You know, uh, if there's going to be any Suarez type yeah, yeah. looking. I'd show, I would show up... Who does Uruguay play? Do we know that? I don't know. I, if I, I'd show up like Hannibal Lecter with that with that with mask. mask. Oh, the Bane mask. With yeah. The, yeah. Go, yeah, yeah. Or or the the go Bane mask or the Hannibal Lecter with a Suarez jersey. That, uh, That's how I That go. tweet, I think you, you retweeted that. Worms. That's the third one, too. I didn't third know that. Third time, dude. He got a nine-match ban equivalent of a $112,000 yeah, fine. 0.6% of his, uh, of his uh, yeah, what's he made? Liverpool salary. It's a drop like in the bucket to him. Yeah, it's Colombia. Colombia and Uruguay. If I, if I, Colombia fans should show up. Like Hannibal Lecter. Be great. Yeah. So. I hope Columbia scores a lot because they're into the group dancing. Have you, have you noticed yeah. that? The celebrations, soccer celebrations are great. 
So if the U.S. gets past Belgium, they take on the winner of Argentina and Switzerland. Which looks like maybe a messy matchup. The day the, after uh, July 4th. Wow. <laughs> it's exciting, guys. We're in the round of 16. We made it. I can't believe we made it. We made it through. So amazing. Unbelievable. I got, I got a lot of international shout-outs yeah, so what's your, we, Well, we gave an international shout-out to the beautiful game, didn't we? Yeah, I'm going to give shot. one to Mark Fives, M586. He says, international shout-out for my boy at Five Decks. He's tying the knot next week in France. All right. Best hashtag ever. UK, here we come. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Speak, well, speaking of that, uh, um, I have started to, to book some stuff about uh, around my trip, and I think some of the destinations are obviously Ireland, uh, Dublin, London, and then looking for suggestions beyond there. I'm definitely going to do uh, Paris, maybe Amsterdam, and some Italy. So let me know, people. So here you go to UK. Yeah. UK, here you come. It's essentially UK, what you just said. But let me know. All right, guys. Have a good July 4th week. You as well. This pal. has been fun. Uh, it's it's at William McGinnis, right? Yes. And is it at Sean O'Reilly? I believe so. Okay. I thought there was a 66 in yeah, there. Yeah, I think there's 66. Sean O'Hara. Sean O'Hara 60? That's always weird when you're an apostrophe. You look it up yourself. <laughs> at Chris Brockman, at Chris Lom, at Rich Eisen for At The Eisen Podcast. Hope you enjoyed, folks. Stay listening, friends.